But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. A most perplexing verse indeed. Lord, help us make some sense of it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. If you have not yet, you will run into someone who thinks that their life has been so corrupt, that their deeds have been so heinous before God, that all, everything they've done in their life up to now has mitigated against God and their crimes against God are so heinous and so deep and so evil and so unforgivable that there is absolutely no way that this great God can possibly forgive them, number one, and secondly, use them in the advance of his kingdom purposes in the earth. You will meet that person. You may be that person, after all, who thinks that if they confess their faith and then backslide into poor behavior once again, they'll be lost forever. So they refuse to join the church. They refuse to get in very deep they refuse to receive the grace of baptism. They refuse to attend the supper until they've made themselves ready and, and they feel perfected in their ways. They're ready to be dedicated to the Lord fully. Um, I've, I've done all the sinning I can possibly do and here upon my deathbed, oh God, I dedicate myself to you. If you have not yet, you will meet that person who is sincere and energetic and knowledgeable and self-assured and willing to go to many extremes to support their beliefs, which although sincere are completely ill-considered wrong, and dare we say the word at its core, sinful. We meet such a man in our text this morning. This Saul describes himself in Philippians 3 as a strict and conforming Israelite. Now here's the checklist. Circumcised on the eighth day. God is proud of me. Of the people of Israel, I'm the apple of his eye. Of the tribe of Benjamin, chosen host before the Lord, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to, oh, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. Who are you? I'm Saul, remember me? Holding the cloaks when they stoned Stephen for heresy. And I want what God wants. I know him. I've learned from him of old. I've had great teachers. I want what God wants. And here's what God wants. All the heretics arrested, or better yet, dead. So I'm going to serve my God. I'm going to the high priest, the leader of the last standing group of real dedicated, consecrated, observant, Torah-thumping, confessional Jews 
who observe all the dictates and directives that the Father and Moses made about how to be pleasing and how to reach your way up to God. I saw went on, went to the high priest, asked for permission and letters of credential to go to the synagogues in Damascus so that I could hunt those heretics down together with their families, arrest them and bring them bound up to Jerusalem to face charges. Hallelujah, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise to his name. That would be an exclamation point. Certainly this is God pleasing and acceptable in our Father's sight. It is possible to be completely consecrated, completely knowledgeable, completely confident, full of sayings from God and absolutely, positively, 100% wrong. You after all is said and done, like I, have the right to be wrong. <laughs> it would seem to the casual observer that this guy would have no chance of being saved alive for the purposes of serving the one true and living God. This Saul is not just a murderer, which is bad enough, but is working diligently contrary to what God is trying to do in the earth. If, if Christ is trying to build his church and, and Saul is trying to destroy his church, then he's not only a bad man and a horrible person, but in his deeds, he is perhaps uh, the first antichrist. Is that right? He, he, he's, Saul is working against, anti, the work of the anointed one, the work of the Christ. If anyone's going to hell, it's going to be this guy. If anyone's been too bad to be accepted by God, it's this guy. If anyone's going to a place of eternal burning where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, it's this Saul. He is absolutely, positively, 100% fully committed and absolutely, positively, 100% fully wrong. Saul is betraying innocent blood, consigning death to the anointed of the Lord, the Messiah, the Christ. But it's exactly this Jesus, this loving, forgiving Son of God, this anointed one of our Father, the Messiah, Christ, who was himself betrayed by his people who were anti-Christ. It is this betrayed Jesus who is so full of love from the Father, so full of his mission, so conscious of his why, that even after the scourging, the rejection, the ridicule, the shame, after all that suffering from the cross, as he lay bleeding out his life blood, that Jesus, our Savior and King says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And parenthetically, please remember Paul. And please remember all of your people spread throughout town, throughout time, who will need your grace and require your mercy, and may at some juncture be fully committed, but 100% wrong. It's that Jesus who breaks forth from the tomb on the third day, who continues to be so in love with the will of the Father that he forgives and gives the Holy Spirit power and authority to the 11 who fled. And then to this Saul as one untimely born. Come on, God, you've, you've, got, you've got consecrated folks out there. You have people who have followed Jesus from the very moment he hit the planet. You have people who know who he is, who confess their faith in him. Why in the world would you go and grab this guy who's been persecuting the church? Certainly not him. But this Jesus himself seeks Paul out turns him in repentance, 
regulates his mind, renews his understanding, transforms his behavior so that the church he once persecuted, he now not only supports but promotes. This is great news. This is good news. This is gospel for us. For our friend who thinks that he or she has been too bad, too disobedient, too far from God too long and must make themselves right. And until they are right with God, they can't commit their life to him. It's good news that we can share. This God is so abundant in his love that he would not only save but use this chief of sinners who persecuted the church to now help build the church. And if he used this Paul with all his mess, if he used this Saul despite himself, if he called him a chosen instrument of our Father to carry God's name, what must he this day be calling us? <laughs> Hallelujah. We are chosen instruments in the hands of the Most High God to bring his word before kings and before nations and even before the children of Israel. We receive that word by faith today in our own lives. We are chosen instruments as well. We have been designed by him marvelously to carry his name before those who do not know him, before those who are in authority, and even to carry his name before those who in arrogance and pride think that they know him, but only perhaps know the side of the Father that is law, which means God is a, is, a, is a big old tyrant with a great big hammer, a feckless thug who's waiting for them to make a mistake so that he can unmake them. What a privilege it is to represent the Father who knows how much and how often we get it wrong, <laughs> and yet calls us instruments, chosen instruments, prepared instruments in his hand, and entrusts us with the work of his kingdom. God, you gotta have a plan B. <laughs> you gotta have a plan B, because Saul will never make it. I'll never make it. We'll never make it. But our Lord Christ, who has showered us with his blessing, with his body and blood, with the gifts and graces of baptism, and empowered us to be the people of God, has filled us with this faith that says, no matter what I am doing, somehow, by the miracle of faith, I am a chosen instrument in the hand of God. And for all that we say, hallelujah, and thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now would you rise, please, and turn to hymn 517, that we may sing our hymn of the day. 